Hey guys, welcome to the inaugural deep dive episode for the RTRT podcast. We always talk about doing this style of episode and here it is. Today, I get to interview Ryan as we deep dive into his diagnosis of paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinuria. Don't worry, we still have fun and make some jokes along the way, but you'll get to hear more about PNH and Ryan's journey as well as how he feels about the future. We hope you learned something today. As always, feel free to rate the show and leave a comment. It really helps us out. You can always reach us at connect at rtrtpodcast.com. Now let's get deep. Hello, Ryan. Roger. How are you today, sir? Uh, I am okay. Sore, but good. Been been better? You sound like you got hit by a Mack truck. Uh, I feel like I've been hit by a Mack truck, but I, I'm, I'm here. You are here. You're, you always show up, Ryan, even like in the past week or whatever... Whatever that was that I failed to show up for the show. I showed up and you failed, yeah. <laughs> you, you always show up, so. <clears throat> Excuse me. But, uh, yeah, there's a reason why you feel like shit today. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about. Yeah, so had a bone marrow biopsy done yesterday. So I'm a little tender. A little tender. But uh, that's a pretty big deal, bone marrow biopsy. There's It's... Uh, we, you you were describing it, uh, the, the actual experience. Why don't we talk about that a little? Why, go ahead and just ex- explain a little, and then we'll talk. We'll f- explain why we're talking about it. But the process yeah, itself, so, yeah, so, yeah. So this is my third one, which we'll get into here in a little bit. But um, so pretty much, they uh, lay out on a on a bed. I had to lay on my side. Uh, Drop the drawers a little bit, you know, half half butt. Not full. You, know what I mean? you didn't expose the full rear. Kind of like some of these kids nowadays oh, walking yeah. around with. Okay. It's kind of like right. that. So they they could just lay on the table and be done with right. it. But um, of course, I had to undo my belt. And a little extra pull prep down for a little you. bit. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so they pretty they pretty much just take, you know, they they clean you up, right? They sanitize it or you know alcohol wipe it down, and then they they numb your skin with a little needle and i guess the area i should talk about is it's uh right above your at least for me it was right above my right butt cheek kind of like where your hip is or your pelvic or pelvic Pelvic bone yeah okay yeah yeah Yeah. and uh so they numb you up but of course you can't numb the bone (sighs) and then they get this massive needle that uh has a handle on it Kind of like those Allen wrenches. I was just thinking that actually. I was like, <laughs> and uh, yeah. yeah, so they they uh, pretty much just push that baby right down into the bone, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's so it sets up extremely painful. You can't numb the bone, of course. Um, 
Essentially, it's and like then, that piece is setting up access to within your inside your marrow, marrow, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they took out a core, and then they uh, attempted to get fluid, but of course, uh, it didn't work. So the doctor said she had to go old school and uh, get a smaller needle. I said, "Well, I'm an old school kind of guy, so it makes sense." Um, and they sucked it out the fluid, and oh man, it hurt. When when she started sucking out Ugh. the fluid, man, yeah, pain down my ass cheek, down my leg, down into my foot, just the whole man. It was like the life was being sucked out of you, literally. Yeah, yeah, Ugh. yeah. Like I I can't describe the pain because like it it came from like within. You know what I mean? Like typically <laughs> you get a scratch. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it. Yeah, it was. It was unpleasant, it's, but the process took a half hour. It's done. It's over with. I'm still a little tender back there, but... Well, it's a good way to kick off this show, because now my back hurts, and I'm sure anyone listening to this, <laughs> you've uh, <laughs> shared that, but that's not the least, or uh, that's the least of your worries, I should say, I guess, having this done, right? Because the first time you got it done was as a result of, um, you know, some symptoms you, you were having, we'll get into, but today we're talking about, and help me... I know we just tried to do this, but it's uh, paroxysmal nocturnal hemoglobinuria. Not th- or PNH. Or PNH. <laughs> We're going to refer to it as PNH from from here on out. But um, that was pretty good for practicing just the little we did, right? Yeah. So PNH, Ryan, you were diagnosed with PNH, what now, 10, 11 years ago? Uh. 11, 10, yeah, somewhere around yeah. there. Uh, maybe even 12. Uh, 2011, I believe, Right, actually. And you, you've referred to, you know, your condition or um, your situation, I think, a few times. It's been a little vague, but today we're going to go into it because it's we'll lay it, all lay it out. out there. It's a very rare disease, right? So Extremely rare. So back when I got it, they said it's one and a half. One and a half people per million. Per million. Per million. That's crazy. And I'm not sure what the odds are in the lottery, but I'm sure it's similar. <laughs> yeah. You won a certain type it's of lottery. It's not the lottery you want to win, though. <laughs> exactly. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Also, um, it's weird because it says, um, anyway, according to some of the research you've, you've given here, it's it's most often diagnosed in people in their 30s and 40s so you they found it a little earlier i guess you're you were in your late 20s i was ish yeah so yep yep um you got an early diagnosis in roughly four four and 500 cases in the u.s every year that seems high to me yeah so those are that's all new stats yeah um it's it's now People know about it. Like back back when I got it, it was still, I mean, it's still pretty rare, but it was even rarer. Right? Oh, right. People didn't really know about it. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's known now, right? Um, right. Been, been years I, of research and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's out there. Um, so people are finding it. You could go years with it without being diagnosed. Um, right, because some of the symptoms will... will Maybe just talk about that. Um, as for well, well, let's before well, let's talk about yeah. what 
PNH is. So, yeah. <clears throat> so PNH is um, it's a it's a blood disease where, um, in a nutshell, your white blood cells attack your red. Um, so that's and then what 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 happens is it causes them to burst, I believe. Uh, and the red ones. Then the red ones. Yep. And they uh, get deposited in uh, your urine. So um, your urine will... Um, Appear like it's bloody or something. Or red, right? Or uh, well, I've had all, I've had all <laughs> different had the, colors. you had the rainbow. Including, of, oh. including yeah, <laughs> right. Um, but including, like, I had it where it was just brown. I've had it to brown. where it was... It looked, it looked just like blood. Like I had it to... Uh, the whole shebang. Mm. But honestly, I didn't have any of that up front. Um, when we'll get in the, I'll talk a little bit more about how I got diagnosed, but, um, I actually didn't have the, the urine color until after I was diagnosed. Oh, interesting. So, so yeah. PNH paroxysmal means sudden and irregular. Nocturnal, of course, we all know means at night which is kind of interesting. And then hemoglobinuria is hemoglobin in urine, like you were just describing. So it's the red the red blood cells, they, like you said, get deposited or evacuated, I guess, in your pee, right? Yeah. Yeah, so the nocturnal comes from originally they believed this happened at night. Um, that is not true. It actually happens uh, throughout the entire day. So they thought originally... This was like when you your body was in a sleep mode, it was doing this. But now it's just like a, it's the worst story. Yeah. It's like constantly doing it. Right? Yeah, yeah. It's like like anyone really. I mean, if you uh, typically you wake up in the morning or whatever and and pee, it's yeah. usually dark, right? So I think it's probably along those. Or lines, if you like eat a whole box of yeah. donuts and stuff, it changes your color. I've never done that, but <laughs> right? Doesn't it like? It, it, doesn't your pee get dark if you eat a lot of sugar or something? I thought. I have. I have no idea. Hmm. Well, that's not what we're talking about today. Maybe we'll <laughs> create more work for the research team. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so <clears throat> so this this it originates, I guess, in blood, right? So, like you said, there's red blood cells, white blood cells, the red ones, half of your blood. They are the ones that pick up oxygen and bring it or take it around the body. And the white ones. Yeah, so, yeah. so I lack a I lack a protein on my red blood cells. So the white sees it as a an enemy. I guess he sees it as a as an enemy, right? Yeah. That protein is the uh the white flag saying, Hey, I'm a good guy. Um so Interesting. Oh uh, yeah, because the white blood cells, they're the ones that's like your your little army, right? They're, they're yeah. floating around, and if they see the coronavirus or anything, right? It's supposed to, anything foreign, it's supposed to, they, they're the army that tries to kill it. And right. your red blood cells just don't have the U.S. patch on its shoulder to know, don't kill us. Yes, exactly. They don't have the, uh, yeah, exactly. So, on top of all this, um, I have aplastic anemia okay which which is anemia is where you don't produce enough blood oh wow so you're so not not only am i just pissing it out uh you don't got enough of it to begin with i'm not my supply isn't quite there yeah (laughs) jeez 
Wow. That's uh so so there's there's also uh hemoglobin in your blood, um, which is the oxygen that flows to all your organs and all that fancy stuff. So uh recently my hemoglobin tanked. Um so just walking up three sets of stairs was was a struggle for me out of breath. Right, because um, your body's not getting oxygen. Not getting oxygen, <clears throat> headaches and whatnot. Um, so about a week ago, I got a, yeah, it was ex- yesterday, would have been exactly a week. I got a blood transfusion, so they gave me two units of blood. And that's, uh, again, you know, it's probably happened a lot to you. Blood, getting blood over the past, you know, since you've had well, this? Well, I was, I was... I've gone, I've gone many years with with not needing it, uh, but recently I've I've needed it. All right. So then, <clears throat> what? So we talked about the blood part of it, which is PNH. But you you got a bone marrow um, biopsy or whatever. So yeah. So the way they the way that... they diagnose you. So the original bone marrow biopsy. So we'll get into the story a little bit. So ultimately, when I first got sick, um, when I first noticed it anyways, I remember I was I was mowing my grass. Back then, I did not live where I'm at now, and my yard was much smaller, and I was push mowing, and I was out of breath. I'm like, dang, I'm getting old. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and then... Eventually, I got sick, right? So my, all my blood levels dropped. But you got like um, normal sick, which you thought was. Yeah. Not, yeah. So I thought know. I had like the flu or the cold, whatever. Back then, <clears throat> I was traveling for a living and, you know, you're around right. the, you know, the airports and whatnot. I just thought I had like the flu or something. Um, and then, you know, I was pretty pale. Um, so I was, I remember I was, I had a little bit of time off before traveling to Philadelphia. And uh, I decided to go to the doctor to get some medicine so that make my life a little nicer mm-hmm. while I'm traveling. And uh, they noticed how pale I was and whatnot, so they wanted to, uh, if you remember, I called you. Mm-hmm. Um, they they checked my oil. Yeah. Uh, I guess they were looking for love. blood in my... Oh, uh, sorry, yeah. not love. Uh, what, what do you mean by check your oil? <laughs> Uh, uh, you know, up the, uh, back rear, door, chucking back door. Yep. Yeah. Looking for, um, I guess they were looking for Hans the, uh, Neiman's, uh, chest anal beads. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> they, were, um, they weren't there. So, yeah. so then it was, uh, you know, they sent away my blood work and all that. Uh, they didn't actually, uh, process it there. Right. right? Uh, it was a couple days later was actually the day I was going to travel out. I get a phone call from them saying, uh, where are you? We're sending an ambulance. Oh, wow. Like, Dramatic. You know, I mean, I like, just, yeah, I mean, of course I was sleeping because I was tired. Um, and I, I was like, well, I'll drive myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, of course, they needed to know which one, I, which hospital I was going to. And back then, you know, being a, younger healthy person i'm like i didn't even know where the hospital right, was yeah you barely I'm went like, to the doctor probably you know like i, I right. didn't really go at that you know and so. so i'm like well 
what's the closest hospital? <laughs> Where do you recommend? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> and uh, so uh, hung up with them, called the wife uh, at the time, girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, she came over and uh, she was at work. She picked me up, drove to the hospital, and I walked in and I didn't have to sign in or nothing. They took me wow, right back. Wow, first class laid service. Out, laid, laid out the yep, red, red carpet car- all the way. <laughs> And uh, went to my room, and they, uh, before I know it, they're pumping a bunch of blood into me, and then they uh, they transferred, eventually transferred me uh, that night down to uh, Pittsburgh, where I spent a week in the hospital, got a bone marrow biopsy, uh, and with that is how is with that's how they diagnose PNHs with the uh, biopsy, right. because I guess. Your bone marrow actually is what produces your blood, right? Correct. And, you know, you said you don't create enough of it to begin with, and then your body's attacking it as well. You know, the white's attacking the red. But uh, that's why then yeah, they so can check your bone marrow and see that it's insufficient or something, right? It's defective, yeah. Right. So is, is in your opinion, I guess PNH is a, is a blood disease, but the source, I guess, is the marrow in some way. Is that how you would describe it? It's a failure of your bone marrow that causes right. the blood to do this thing. Yeah, it's lacking. Uh, a, uh, so right there, it says PNH occurs because of genetic change mutation in the pig A gene of a single stem cell in your bone marrow. Yeah, crazy. Okay. So, and that, that was the other question. Is this technically cancer or is it not cancer? Do you know how they define it? Like, or is it just a disease? It's, or, I mean, I don't even... It's like a, technically not cancer. It's, it's, um, it's just a bone marrow failure disease, I guess. Mm. Um... But it's typically, there's a link between aplastic anemia and PNH. Okay. And again, that means you're not making enough. And then what you yeah. are so, making so, is... So usually, if, if not usually, but if you have aplastic anemia, you're at a greater risk of getting PNH, mm. um, both males and females. Crazy. So PNH occurs because of a genetic change in the pig A gene... The single cell stem cell, excuse me, in your bone marrow. So the abnormal cell makes copies of itself. So then it leads to a whole population of bone marrow stem cells that have this mutant pig A gene. <clears throat> so those cells mature into red blood cells that have this mutant gene. And those are called PNH red blood cells. Or they call them your PNH clone. You have a clone, Ryan. And we'll probably billions of them uh and then the pnh red blood cells like you said lack the shield of proteins to protect normal red blood cells from the complement system and the white blood cells kill them so that's pnh in a nutshell yeah and interesting if you read that next uh line there this here many oh, oh sorry yeah oh, right there that yep. many health many yeah, go ahead Yep. Right. Go, go ahead. Many healthy people have a small number of PNH. Oh, PNH stem cells. 
In people with PNH, however, these stem cells grow fast and make lots of mature PNH red blood cells. So everybody kind of has these things, I guess. Or not everybody. Yeah, I'm just more lot. mature. I'm just <clears> more, more mature. mature. And you got a clone. Yeah. Man, that's wild. So, yeah, yours is just working overtime, I guess. Hmm. Yeah, so there it goes. It says more than 10 out of every 100 people with aplastic anemia will develop PNH. Yeah. This is a, a, another thing I think you did, I guess, <clears throat> we can get into a little bit. Obviously, these guys said, holy crap, get to the hospital or send an ambulance, they thought. Um, just in this whole world that we live in now, did you get a second opinion when this all happened? I did. Uh, <clears throat> so, after getting into the... Uh, you know, seeing a doctor, it took a while to get, to get diagnosed. Um, and the, uh, I was in the hospital for about a week and then, um, came home, still didn't have any answers, but I was, I was stable enough. Like they didn't know what was going on, if it was cancer or what. Um, so came home, went to the doctor quite often, did blood work quite often. And, um, they, I was, I was walking out of the doctor's office and, you know, I saw the doctor said, okay, we'll see you in a week or whatever. I don't remember. And then as I'm walking out, he's like, oh, uh, need to go back in the room. Just got some news. Oh. So I go back into the, uh, doctor's, into the, the room, right? And he goes and reads the information that was given to him and then he comes in and says uh in a sense you know aplastic anemia pnh and then there's this other thing called lgl which i don't really know nothing about so we don't really need to talk about it right. but um told me to uh google pnh and he'll see me and you know next week or something i forget <laughs> okay wow didn't even so, send you directly to webmd huh just google it no no just google it um so Back then, I still wasn't really strong enough. Like, I was strong enough, but the, the wife drove um, just because I was, you know, tired. And, and so I started Googling it. And back then, the average lifespan was five years. That's That I remember distinctly, too, you telling me that at the time. It's like, you know, so which was, which was pretty tough. Um, so... Then and this was, is before kids and everything, too, obviously. This is back. You weren't even yeah. married. Yeah. You're, you right. know, at right. the beginning of the height of your career and all this stuff. And uh, they're right. like, oh, yeah, right. you, you have five years to live, effectively, is what Google said. Yeah. Yep. Um, so for the for the next year, it was many doctor's appointments, lots of pills i was on lots of medicine to try to get my levels to a normal state with that wasn't relying on blood transfusion um and and that involved steroids that involved uh cyclosuporin uh involved a, a bunch of different stuff i don't remember exactly so about a year into it is is when we started talking about treatment um 
And the only cure for PNH is a bone marrow transplant. Um, so you have to get on the registry. You got to find out if anyone, um, if you have a match, mm. right? You got to have a match. Uh, I actually had a a match and a partial match. Wow. Um, so I actually elected to do the transplant. Um, but the transplant, it's, I mean, you wouldn't be able to work for a year. I mean, they effectively wipe out your immune system. Wow. And they give you the new one. Um, so the doctor went back to the board. So they change, they basically, well, I don't know how, we don't have to get into it, but essentially they replaced your bone marrow with this other person's that doesn't have PNH disease or whatever. Correct. <clears throat> but that whole process would be interesting. Like, is it, do they just pump the new in and they put a hole at the other end and all the old comes out? Or I wonder, no, did you ever look no. into like what that actually? <clears throat> they, they, yeah, they give you chemo. They pretty much wipe out your immune system entirely. Wow. Okay. And then pump in the with, new? With chemo and, and then they, they pump in the new. Wow. Okay. So, you know, back then I didn't have kids or anything. I probably could have been stayed at home but nowadays if i was to do it i would um i wouldn't be able to live here you have I'd to have isolate that to, to isolate i'd have to social distance for a freaking year <laughs> for real for yeah like for uh, real yeah wow. so so we were faced with you know okay i elected to do it because i was young and felt that you know that was the thing to do and um the board said second opinion so, okay, where do we go? Well, we went to Forchi's house, or Forchi, uh, <laughs> not Forchi. Um, uh, uh, who was that doctor for the, the uh, president there? Fauci. Fauci. We went to Fauci's house. No, you Sorry. did not. NIH, National oh, Institute okay. of Health. Yeah, okay. Um, well, no, wait, wait, so, before we get into that, you had to go to the board of the hospital to approve this I didn't. The doctor right. did, and they came back, and uh, they wanted it to be confirmed before, or get a second confirmation. They want a second opinion. Yeah, yeah, and um, okay, and and of course, that's a research hospital, and what they recommend was treatment. So I got another bone marrow biopsy there, um, and then eventually they came back and said they would recommend treatment instead of the transplant. So that's the direction I went, and back then. There was only one drug available for treatment, and it was called. It's called Solaris. Well, wait a minute. We and we we didn't finish the. Or is this part of the transplant thing? I kind of got you off track there because you went to the NIH. Did they disc or uh, did they not like recommend it or something a transplant or whatever they, happened with that? No, they recommended treatment. Oh, I see. So they they said don't do the. They were the tiebreaker. And they recommended treatment, so that's what we oh, that's what we did. Okay, well, that's interesting. So then, so then back then there was only okay one drug you could take. Uh, it was called Solaris. Uh, it at the time was the world's most expensive drug. Do you recall? Because I I have a number I thought I remember, but do you remember like how much it was per dose? Well, I I. Remember my statement, my every every treatment, I'd get uh, a bill for over three hundred thousand dollars. 
Of course, I didn't have to pay right, it. Right, because of insurance. But, wow. But that includes, like, the doctor and, and the But But that was facility. per treatment, right? Or per uh, per bill, I guess. So yeah. It could have been two yeah, or something. Yeah, per bill, yeah. It could have been two, yeah. But the drug itself, I think, was close to a million dollars a year. A year. Yeah. Wow. Okay. It's like half a mil or a little over half a mil. Um, but that was, so back then that was, um, treatment was every other week. It was an IV. So I would go to the treatment center every other Wednesday. I did that for over eight years. Yeah. Every, so... <laughs> the, when the journey began they said go to the hospital and you're like where the hell is it now you know all the workers i bet or at that time you know? like you yeah. became friends with i knew with all, all of these all of and... the the valet folks i knew all them uh all the nurses in the treatment center i knew all them um yeah it was it was nuts i remember when my son was born i had treatment um, and I, luckily it was just down the street. So my wife had my son and then, or our son. And then, uh, the next day I walked over, did treatment, showed all the nurses pictures and then went back over. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it was, that's crazy. Um, but the, like the fast forward to now, there's a new drug called Ultimirez. Uh, and I know we're kind of jumping around here, but there's a new drug called Ultimirez and it is actually every other month. So I went from, Every other week, which really puts a damper on things. Yeah, you know what I mean? I couldn't travel yeah. anymore. I couldn't, like, vacations were tough. Uh, everything just revolved around my treatments. Um, the treatments with Solaris was uh, like a 35-minute IV. So it was, you weren't really in there that long. Uh, but now with Altamira, it's made by the same pharmaceutical company called Lexion. It is every other month. But it's like an hour and a half IV, which, but I'm only going every other month now. So every other month I go and I, uh, I get this IV, get this drip and. And it's an hour and a one. half uh, once every once other month. Once it gets started. And you just yep. play somewhat Candy Crush on your phone or something. No. Uh, <laughs> no, I work, I work, I get to, I take the computer, I work. Look at you. That's crazy. So that's kind of the backstory gets us up to, I mean, there's probably a lot within all the, what, 10 years or whatever, but, um, you know, where it began and up to what you're getting treatment for now. I think I want to take a quick break and then we'll come back and I just want to ask you a couple more questions about like, somewhere you know about about the treatment big pharma's in the news now a lot things like that and then what you what you what your future outlook is so if you're up for Death. that <laughs> well ain't none ain't none of us getting out of this alive ryan but uh, we obviously yeah. want to keep you around for uh, a lot longer so if you're good with that we'll take a quick break and then we'll come back and do that All right, so 
I wanted to ask you, Ryan, because you're you're obviously intimately involved with, you know, the our healthcare system, right? So there's a couple of things that obviously pique my interest, and one of one of them, you were we ended the last thing talking about these different treatments, and they're like, you know, one was a million dollars a year, and I don't even know if we said how much the new one is. Do you know it's, the Ultimaris? It's, I think it's it actually cheaper uh, and less frequent. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not sure business logic on it other than I think there's maybe the Solaris was going to be up for generic or there is some other treatments out there. Um, so there's oh, competing yeah, exactly, ones, I guess. Yeah. So, I mean, in the scheme of things, you know, there, there's obviously we're in the time of COVID and there's these people that and I, I'm not trying to make this co- political i'm just saying you know people hate the vaccine and they think that pharmaceutical companies are making all this money and they're getting rich which you know i think is true in some ways but covid's a different story when we talk about pharmaceutical companies like in the united states the fact that you got that solaris at the time do you i mean likely i think saved your life right oh yeah absolutely yeah and it takes a lot of money to develop that drug right and of course the pharmaceutical companies need to make their money back somehow um thankfully you had insurance um but with you know you wouldn't have had the opportunity to take it and there's no interest in developing all this these drugs especially for a disease like yours that you said it's one one and a half in a million people get it so imagine how much money they had to put into this drug to make it. And then, of course, again, they got to make their money back somehow. Right. So that's my perspective, obviously. But like what in your mind now, has it like how do you think of big pharma, as they call it these days? Or just in general, because of your experience? Well, I, I get that, you know, it takes money, right, to, to make these. Um, mm-hmm. And... I mean, there's more to it than just a pharmacy, right? So the treatment facility has to make money, right? They got to pay nurses. They got, you know, mm. so there's a long list of, of people that have to, businesses that have to make money off of it. Um, and right. honestly, the, the fact that it is uh, set up as a business, I think, sets us ahead of other countries because um, they're able to invest that back into it. But and there's an incentive, right? Because they're going to exactly. make money. Yeah, is that exactly. kind of what you're saying? Um, right. Yeah. Now, do I think the price is fair? No. I mean, I, I literally, first treatment of the year, I max out everything. I mean, right. I usually go $10,000 another... yeah. in debt every year. Right. Come Because that's your out of pocket max or yeah. something, yeah. right? Or whatever. So, so you're paying 10 grand. I mean, insurance it's, is paying the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, it's six but. to ten, depending. Our plans change constantly, or not constantly, right. but every year they change. But yeah, it's it's on average six to ten thousand dollars a year. I owe the hospital uh, right out of the gate. Right. I mean, on the pharmaceutical side, I think you know. Look, again, I believe it saved your life too, and I I think. A lot of people misunderstand why it's so expensive here because 
we we have all the innovation in this in pharma in America I mean and we're the benefits of that but also the rest of the world is but someone has to pay for all this and honestly you know there's other countries that cap how much you can charge for a drug and things like that but we're essentially funding the pharmaceutical companies uh, and giving that um, that incentive to make money if we weren't doing that and we went the route of these other countries there'd be in my opinion no incentive for them to do it they wouldn't innovate anymore why you're not gonna you a drug that i charge a million dollars a year for you're gonna limit me to 250 or something i can't make my money back so it's an ugly system i think but i think it's the best one we got i mean i i think otherwise you wouldn't have had that option you'd probably be on blood transfusions I would have in been, perpetuity hoping yeah that that and, and i guess we didn't really touch on it but yeah i would i would have had to rely on blood transfusions but the bottom line is when when the pnh uh is doing its thing uh that can result in in a blood clot stroke uh, a lot of bad stuff mm. um and right. i you know that's why the the average lifespan was was five years um well, right. I, and I guess that was probably without treatment. Uh, so right. nowadays with treatment, people are living normal lives. And again, it was, you know, the treatment was only out there for a couple of years before I, uh, I got it. So, uh, data now shows that the, the lifespan is, is, is out there. People are living normal lives. So it's, lives. it's yeah, more normal. Yeah. yeah um, that's awesome. And then... At one point, I did look into Canada, uh, probably because mm-hmm. of all the money I was spending at the time. And back then, I didn't make as much as I do now. Not that it, it still hurts the same, but um, right. And I don't know if it's still this way. I would hope not. But I would have to have two life-threatening events before they would allow me to have this treatment. Oh, in, in Canada. Canada, not one. But two. Wow, that's interesting. So, so like a complication from it or something. I'd have to. Or I'd like have to. Have I'd have to have to. No, something. I'd have to almost die from PNH twice. Oh wow. So the so the free, um, you know what do they call it? Central health care or whatever, the quote unquote free. You really wouldn't have been able to get it. It's it's not. Wow. What what made you look that up? Were you going to move there to try to get it for free? <laughs> I don't I don't thought? honestly I don't I don't, oh, I don't remember. Curious. Um it yeah. was probably driven by how much money I was spending. Um, right. Like well, well But it turns out that really doesn't happen. Right, right, exactly. In Canada. Yeah. I'd rather hmm. not have a wow. life-threatening event, right? Although I guess I've had a couple over the years. Um Yeah. But uh that is that is due to uh fevers so if if i get a fever um your immune system kind of wants to attack and when my immune system wants to attack guess what <laughs> right yeah that's it's not know, it's not good got... so so yeah even a little cold the wife makes fun of me right cold takes me down but it's not a, it's not a man mm-hmm. thing i forget what what they uh they call it but yeah 
Well, and you know, again, I, on the show, we've talked about like you stopped taking or talked, you stopped, um, not taking, you stopped ingesting whatever caffeine, right? Because one of the symptoms, of course, you said was being tired Fatigue. and, and yep. maybe kind of talk about that a little more now that, you know, for people that listened before, what that really means. Yeah. So it's, to you, yeah. Like, so it started when I got the COVID and to be 100% honest, the COVID itself experience for me really wasn't that bad other than the fever. And what happened is mm-hmm. when I got the fever, um, all my blood levels dropped, of course. Um, and and for the record, you were vaccinated, right? I mean, I and, think we, and you disclosed yep, that yep. before. And so yeah. when, when I got the, you know, the fever is what really got me. And ended up in the hospital because I needed blood. And the blood levels really didn't improve. I mean, they improved some, but I really wasn't producing. Like, my hemoglobin was pretty low still. And uh, came home, and then I felt felt fine. Oh, well, I was sick the following week, and then... And then after that, I felt amazing, but then it's, it was slowly mm. drifting off, right? So, it, I got down to my hemoglobin was down at a six. You actually start to feel fatigue at twelve point five, and I don't know the scale uh, with those numbers, mean, right. but you usually start to feel fatigue at like twelve, twelve point five. I typically run at a ten or eleven, um, so it's down to a six. So you're you're like fatigued in perpetuity. Like you always felt fatigued. Yeah, yeah. The new normal for me is is a constant fatigue, which you kind of get used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you, you learn how to manage mm-hmm. it. Um, but since I I really wasn't level-wise improving, I decided to not ingest any caffeine because what I would do is I would use espresso and coffee as a crutch because I'm always fighting fatigue. Um, and I didn't... I didn't want so to get masking ex- yeah it's, yeah exactly or... um, so I I didn't want to I wanted to catch it in enough time that I could get a hold of the doctor so I still haven't had any caffeine at all wow and so you're able to more quickly like it, you're always fatigued but you know like oh now I'm really fatigued it's like something's going on and you you're able to more quickly get to the doctor and say, Hey, I need, I need a topped off or yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you start to right? notice things are different. Um, with the yeah. PNH, there's a lot of symptoms that come with it, like lower back pain and my mm. eyes will turn yellow, uh, turn jaundice, um, pee in blood, obviously. Um, but recently, so the reason for the, the bone marrow biopsy yesterday is, the bottom dropped out, but I didn't have any PNH symptoms whatsoever. So it was kind of mm. like back when I originally got sick, uh, not knowing what was going on, right? Um, right. And the symptoms were I couldn't even walk up three stairs. Not flights, I'm talking just stairs and be out of breath. This was like the last yeah. week or whatever, yeah. or 10 yeah. days ago. So um, I didn't have all my signs uh, other than just being out of breath and and I remember just walking up the stairs, and even my legs are tired. Like, I walked up several flights, you know. 
and uh so went and got blood work and they saw how low it was and of course they're like you gotta come right in and get some more blood um but yeah so that's the reason for uh the current bone marrow biopsy what honestly what they're thinking is it's covid related so they uh like a like a long post a long a long covid COVID thing thing, yeah where they've had some other patients where it covid has affected their bone marrow um so if that's Mm -hmm. the case then you know they obviously that's why they did they they took some of my marrow out and just gonna look at it yeah so i want to change gears a little bit uh we talked about big pharma and then some of this treatment and side effects on the insurance front, you know, obviously you have out of, out of pocket stuff every year. What, how, how is that? I mean, I assume you can't, or maybe you can, I don't know, get coverage at a new job. Like, can you leave your job and will they cover you at another place? Or do you have a pre existing condition that like, how does that well, work? Do you, do you, if you, Obama passed the, they can't, if you, the pre-existing condition, right? right. So, yeah. uh, with that, I, I could opt into another insurance or move to a, another company or whatever. So I you could, could. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I and prior to that, you could not. You, I don't think you probably. They probably deny you coverage. Right? I don't know. Pro- I, I, I okay. honestly, I don't know. Uh, potentially, uh, but I think. Uh, I mean, it's life-threatening. I think, uh, regardless, they'd have to do it. Or, yeah. I would think. I would hope. Well, it's it's right? it's. Well, I don't know. I mean, that's and that's when th- I distinctly remember too at the time because I think, you know, I, it's it's weird having. I mean, I didn't go through this with you, but I've known you the whole time you've done this, and I, I remember distinctly thinking, yeah, this pre-existing condition thing where they can deny you. Now, I don't think you should probably be able to get life insurance. Maybe you should now. I don't even know if you can. But anyway, I don't want to get too far off it. The thing, it's like, why wouldn't insurance companies have to cover people? I mean, that's your job. I, I, I well, think. it's a business. I get it, right? Um, but right. I. Uh, but but imagine like not getting coverage. You know, prior to that, I mean, I, I'm not trying to defend the ACA, but I, in some way, I guess I am. Like, we can't let people with pre-existing conditions just rot on the vine, is my right, point. Right, you know? It's not like I caused, like, I, it's not like I, I'm a smoker and caused this, right? You know, I mean, this is, right. this is not it genetic, it's not hereditary, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, it's just something that, mm-hmm. some freak thing that happened. And, and do you, uh... Do you get like your does? Do you think you're? In, I mean, I bet the hospital loves you and the insurance company hates well, you. Well, is that so, kind of so what you y- think? Yeah, yeah. So there's there's two <laughs> parts to. So you mentioned uh, life insurance, and no, I cannot get life insurance. Um, I've mm-hmm. tried; they deny me. I do yeah. have one through work uh, that you know work gets, and then. Uh, I actually had life insurance back when I turned when I got my license through my insurance uh, through mm-hmm. uh, you know car like a whole life uh, thing or whatever right yeah so I, I just 
it was dirt cheap back then. I just still pay on it, right? I don't think I can make any changes yeah. to it, but um, I do have a little bit there. So I've had that since I was 16. So I still have that. But I applied to get, you know, with the with the wife and the kids and everything, I felt that I should get life insurance and an additional life insurance and denied. Right, can't um, get it. But uh, So on the insurance front, um, the... Recent, so, recently, I've actually had to tr- change my treatment center. So, what I used to do is I used to go to um, a facility. Uh, it's a cancer center. But my doctor was there and my and the treatment center was there. Uh, and there's a whole team that's constantly uh, monitoring me, right? Uh, blood work, all that fancy stuff. Like every aspect of it yeah yeah and so i uh did that for eight years at some point the insurance you know i forget like maybe three or four years in the insurance company came up and said hey we want you to get uh your infusions at your house of course i said no Hmm. Uh, hr backed me up and we maintain treatment at my treatment center with my doctor which right. is all in in network, right? No problems. And then, I don't know, maybe, I don't think it was quite a year ago, um, they came back and tried to pull it again, right? But this time I lost. Uh, they came back and said, uh, we're going to send someone to your house to do treatment. And, of course, I pulled the COVID card. I said, no, I don't, I don't, I don't want someone in my house. I don't want to, I don't, right. honestly, my, my kids don't know I have this disease. They don't know that I have to go get an IV. They think just dad's going to work, right? So I really don't want to bring that right. home. I don't want the, the whole IV tower sitting there in the room. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just, it's. You don't want that. I, 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 I just don't want to bring it home. You know what I mean? Like, it's something that I'm yeah, struggling yeah. with that ideally I don't, I'd rather keep it out of my home life. But, so. I I run that argument, but I had I now have to go to a uh, an arthritis treatment center, a place for people who have arthritis. Uh, I, I, You're getting the same. I'm drug, getting the though. same drug. Um, it's just a different facility. A different facility that charges less so, or something. So, I right. guess. So, unfortunately, mm. my treatment, my preferred treatment center, where my doctor is, where I went for, you know, ten years. 10, 11 yeah. years um i they bill through a hospital um and so the charges are higher so whatever con whatever they negotiated when they right so there's like freestanding clinics and then there's hospitals right so whatever the insurance mm, and the hospital right. negotiated so everything is billed through a hospital so that rate is much higher and right. this treatment center is a standalone treatment center, right? So now I have to go there. And I think they save, like, what did they say? Because I argued. Uh, they save, like, I don't know, $30,000 of treatment, uh, which, yes, to you and me, that's a lot of money. Uh, but in the grand scheme of things, it's really not a lot of money. Um, right. So now what I have to do is I have to go to my actual doctor, do my doctor's appointment there, right? Blood work, all that fancy stuff, meet with him. And then the next day, 
go to this other treatment center. So now, you know. Wow, okay. That... Trying, now I'm like away from work two days. You know what I mean? Like it's just a pain in the butt. And and there was no, like why, why couldn't, you know, you said before, like it's a business, but if it were a business, like if I was the hospital when I was a business and not a hospital, I would just, you, you've been here so long, you, you know, it has to, you get more efficient the longer you go. So they should be able to charge less for their service. You know, like what are you taking up? Well, they somewhere? like, I mean, that's, I remember telling the nurses how much it cost. I'm like, yeah, you guys must make a fortune, you know, like their right. salary. And then of course they would always laugh, but. Um, right, right. But somebody's making yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and couldn't they, couldn't like that, that again, it, it just, ex, it kind of exposes and like. It, why couldn't the hospital just knock the thirty grand off? It's not really costing them yeah. that anyway. I don't know though. I mean, it's a pain too because technically my doctor can't write a prescription for another doctor. So now I had mm. to go see the oh. arthritis doctor just so she could meet me. It's a, like it's just weird handoff, and I tell you what, it I almost m- missed treatment because of it, uh, which would have been bad. Wow, and. It's just it's, it's just this constant battle with the pharmaceutical company now that delivers the drug, and it's just every month, yeah. or I'm sorry, every other month just before treatment, I, it's a back and forth uh, because a doctor is writing prescription for another doctor. It makes no sense. Wow. Yeah, it it's doesn't. And to be clear, like, I think there's a lot of criticisms, and we pointed some out here with probably pharma and insurance. Uh, I'm not advocating for the Canadian system or free government health care, personally. I just, I do think it's important. Like, there are issues, right? And you're, you're front row to it. I mean, a lot of us, knock on wood and thank God, I, I, I've never had to really navigate, other than my wife having our kids. Right. That's the biggest thing I've had to deal with, and... You know, you get the bill and half time you don't know what you're paying for. You just pay it and you move on. But when it's when you're that involved like you are, I mean, there are areas that need to be fixed and made, you know, make sense to people. I mean, I think we've talked, obviously, we've talked about it before, but a lot. But, you know, your job is to stay healthy and not worry about all this stuff, you know, and get the treatment you need, not negotiate with all these parties and try to convince them, uh, you know, to let you do it at the place that makes the most sense, yeah. you know? So I, I tell you what, though, it makes it really easy picking an insurance plan. So at, at the company I work for, mm. they give you four or five different options, maybe even six, to be honest with you. Of course, I like the most expensive right. one, but I'm able to tell you exactly how much I'm going to spend. Everyone yeah. else, it's a gamble, right? Because right. you don't, you don't. Well, because you max you don't, out. Right, exactly. You, you don't know if you're going <laughs> to so get sick, you right? Know. You know what I mean? It's a gamble. For me, right. I know exactly. So now I'm able to go look at you know insurance companies outside of my work, um, and I, and I know oh, exactly. Yeah. And now I can compare, right? I, I can I can do a true comparison because I know exactly what I'm going to spend. Hmm, that's interesting. That's that's cool. I mean. I think we could talk for hours about all that stuff. I, I just think 
you know, I mean, you're, I don't think you would advocate for free healthcare either, or would you? I don't know. What do you think about that? Does, has it changed your mind? Like, should you have to pay no. or? I, I mean. You mean no, well, you, I, don't, you wouldn't. You know, I used to have like, really good you... insurance. Like through work, we had a, like awesome insurance where we were paying like $10 a month um, and everything was covered. Uh, of course, I was before I got sick. Um, you know, it's, I get it, right? It's a business. Um should anything be free? I don't. I don't think so. I think there's some benefit to items. You know, competition is good. Uh, there's you, you gotta you gotta treat it as a business because that's how you uh, advance. So, right. are the prices out of control? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I shouldn't have to spend. I mean, ten thousand dollars a year. Uh, right. It's it's crazy. I mean, all I do to be honest with you is I just start a payment plan. I'll probably up pay on it for the rest of my life, but. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, it's it's nuts. So there needs to be some changes, but you wouldn't throw out the whole thing. Yeah, correct. I mean, I think your opinion is really important because you're, you're at, a lot of us just talk about like, oh, Obamacare sucks and all this stuff, whatever. But you, I mean, you're in it like fully. You're dealing with all of that stuff. So that's interesting. Uh, we have a couple minutes left, Ryan. And I, I just wanted to go out with, you know, what what do you? Thank God we got past the five year thing, right? <laughs> yeah, so you I know. Can right? ho- 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 hopefully, I remember um, that day. Look, I a remember that day. Uh, I was actually yeah. uh, at work, and we uh, back then we used to walk to lunch, uh, and uh, I told everyone, I'm like, today's my five year. Oh, when when you got past yeah. it? Yep. Oh, that's cool. But now it's like yeah, it's a normal thing, so it's it's not even dramatic anymore. Back then, it's like yes, yeah, it's, it's it's let's go celebrate. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 cool. But I mean, so now you're obviously you have kids. You uh, hope you you just went on an amazing trip to Disney. Yeah, real <laughs> um, amazing that we yeah. talked about. But uh, anyway, you know, looking out. I mean, you can look out farther now. Like what? How? What do you think for your future? What? What? You know, you said you're going to be paying on the insurance for the rest of your life. Has it changed your outlook? Have you made, you know, different decisions because of this? What What's your outlook looking forward? Um, what do you think? Well, career-wise, when I first got sick, um, I didn't think I would make it any further up the, you know, the the food mm. chain within work, right? Um, right. And then it became, with treatment, it became manageable, um, so then it's like, you know what, this is the new normal, right? So, mm-hmm. it, I mean, it is what it is. It's, you know, I've, since then I've, I've gotten several promotions. Um, I'm in a, I'm in a pretty good spot career wise. Got a decent house, piece of land here. Um, mm-hmm. it's in the back of my head. Like, did I need to buy that dirt bike? Did I need to buy the truck? What if I pass away and I leave all that debt to the wife and kids? But uh, at the mm. same time, you only live once, as you know. I like to say, and um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. It, it, it's it's the cards I was dealt, and you just gotta play them. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, again, having I feel like I've had a front row seat to this thing. Uh, we've we've known each other longer than you've had this. I, I remember when you told me, and I'll tell you, for for all that time, it's pretty remarkable that you've 
You've never complained about it, even when we've talked about it. It's it's never in a complaining way. It's it's like an update. It's uh, this is what's going on. You've never said, "Oh man, this sucks. I can't believe this happened to me." And this, you know, and it never stopped you. You you go to work every day, even with the, you had the, I you went after the bone marrow thing yesterday. I did. Didn't yeah. You? Finish yep. out work. Yeah, I got I mean, there about eleven. I mean, you o'clock. stick with it and. It's it's impressive. So I, I'm not gonna try to get all cheesy with you, but I I think it's it's I mean the way you handle it, it's great. I mean you you really do have a good outlook. It hasn't slowed you down except going up those three stairs. Yeah, damn stairs. You know? No, I being <laughs> negative is is only makes things worse. Right. Yeah. Just gotta yeah. make lemonade with those yeah, lemons. I think it's a, you know what I mean. Like that's right. If I was to be negative. It's it's not gonna change anything. It's just it's just gonna change your mental state, right? Which which isn't healthy. Right. You got to stay positive. Just deal with things as it comes up. Yeah. Well, I respect the hell out of you for it, my friend. Well, thank you. And I think that's a good good place to to leave it for now. And now the whole world knows, Ryan, your story about PNH. Is there anything? Uh, I guess that is one last thing. Is there, I mean, obviously people should go and learn about it more if they, if they can. Uh, I don't know that there's really a good charity or anything. Um, right? Well, there's the, the PNH foundation. Um, okay. But it also, would you recommend folks donate there if they can? Yeah, I mean, I've donated there uh, before. Um, Yeah. Work actually, when I first got sick, they uh, had a charity golf outing for me. And, uh, Mm -hmm. I, uh, a lot of, I don't want to say a lot, but a chunk of that those proceeds went to the PNH Foundation. Uh, they sense they're under different management now. Like they combined a bunch of rare diseases into one. Um, okay. But um, they, uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the only one to be honest with you. Okay, so we'll we'll put that in the show notes so people can visit it and donate if they want or whatever, and go learn about it. And- or you can just pay me. I mean. Hey, <laughs> that'd be fine too. Right. All right, man. Well, thanks for your openness today and talking about this. Yeah. And, so uh, this is our official what first deep dive. First deep dive. Yeah. So, uh, new new That's it new in the format. books now. Hopefully, uh, people enjoyed yeah. it. And yeah, if you're yeah, you know, they need to rate five stars. Leave a comment check in we'll we'll give regular updates too now that it's out there you know if something compelling happens in your pnh journey or whatever two weeks get my results um, in two weeks yeah okay so we'll we'll let everybody know what the results of that are all right all right man it's a long well, one do you have a good rest there it is a long one but it's worth it i think it's it might go down as one of the best ones ryan let's hope <laughs> all, right, all right man. i'll talk to you later, later.